0: Episode number 445. My name is John Morgan, and Cold Coffee is with me here in the lovely, gorgeous, beautiful Sin City in October. <clears throat> Well, it's nice. Sitting out here at the palatial estate here, the Costa Cold Coffee. The staff has propped open the bay windows here for us, yes, so we get some yes. fresh air circulating. Bay window. Here. I didn't
1: even know that's what those are called. I just call those the little windows. <laughs> no,
0: those are the bay windows over there, sir, and in the indents. I know you probably don't visit that part of the estate that yeah, often, but it's so
1: far from where I normally hang out. I'm just like, <laughs> do I want to go to that wing today? Oh,
0: but it's so nice. They propped it open, allowed the breeze to come on through here. And, uh, look, man, I know it's, a, it's I'm a broken record every time around this time of the year, but I'm just going to say it. If you can make it to Las Vegas in October, do it. That's when the heat is kind of off. That's when the, the weather gets kind of nice. Although, uh, from from all the local complaints, and, and I guess the visitor complaints too, for the next 10 years or so, I don't know if October is going to be the best time to get down here, man. The uh, You've seen the continued backlash on all the
1: F1 building, all yeah. the F1 construction. People are not happy about it. Hey. I get it. I get it. I'm I it's it's one thing cuz one I, we don't go we don't have to go down there all that often. Right. But when we do go down there, it's absolute shit. Like the, the way that the, the, the roads are tore up and their other stuff. But let alone just the, the way that they're, they're. Suppose that they're bringing crazy amount of money and maybe it's going to be all worth it, you know? And you, you have these people. Anytime you start to seem to shit on the F1, you have these people that come out. Do you realize the amount of money they're going to bring? But do they realize, like, the amount of clout that F1's trying to, like, ask of and ask these. You know, there was talk of they were going to set lights up and shoot them up into the hotel so people couldn't watch the thing. That's crazy. The walkovers, they're going to paper over the walkovers. They're going to do all this other shit. They wanted to charge businesses that happen to have storefronts along the boulevard. They wanted to charge them thousands of dollars just because and it's like bro they were been here they've been contributing to this fucking city you come in with your fucking event and you think they're gonna just run the place it's pretty wild man yeah i give two fucks about the (laughs) f1 and let (laughs) and and these people are like they want to come in here and run the town you know like i don't know the the kind of money that's behind it or who agreed to it you know like like they they thought like hey let's let them tear up our streets and change, in a sense, the the landscape. Bro, if anybody area. doesn't know,
0: they cut down the trees on like the, the trees in front of the Bellagio. Like they originally yep. said they were going to be relocated, they just chopped, just them, down. chopped them down for the ga- the, down for
1: the, the, the,
0: the to, uh, to build the grandstand, grandstand. Right, stands, and so yeah. and then they had to like. Drop concrete into the Bellagio fountains to serve as a foundation. So right now, if you're if you know you come to Las Vegas, that's definitely on the the list of things you want to see. You want to see the Bellagio fountains, and you can't see them right now. So look, I'm not a big auto racing fan, but I get it. Like I've seen the visuals when they're in other cities and stuff, and it is kind of a cool visuals. But I've never been on the ground seeing it happen I don't know if this is what it's like in every city but it's pretty wild and and a lot of I've seen a lot of stories of like tourists that are upset because they come down here and they want to see the Bellagio Fountains and they they want to get around And so yeah kind of crazy so Man, I still say, weather-wise, October is the best time to come to Las <laughs> Vegas. But for the next decade or so, if it lasts 10 years, because that's how long the deal is, I'm not sure. I mean, if- it's
1: not like you just tear that stuff up once they set it in there. I mean, like, some stuff I'm sure they can remove. But, right. like, like down Coval where they're building the the big headquarters and all that kind of stuff, that's there.
0: Yeah, that's just there.
1: That's just there. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's shaping this stuff. And, I mean... It is what it is. Maybe it'll be very cool, but it's. I'll probably watch it on TV. I'm not going to pay crazy things. But if anything, I'm not even sure if I'm going to watch it. I'll watch like a highlight or whatever. But, yeah, it's just crazy. But, yeah, I feel bad for the people because you hear all these people that say they come to town and they're like, it's just not the same down there. Like, it's just so convoluted. It was already crowded trying to walk around. But the way that the construction has messed up a lot of the, the pathways, it's just even worse or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean – I don't know. Maybe I would feel differently if I was an F1 fan. I was like, I'm, I'm so proud to have this in my town. Like, De- I don't definitely. care. I'm yeah. gonna stay as far away from that part of town when it's in town because it's just gonna be an absolute shit show.
0: I'm sure we'd feel differently if you're we a big F1 fans. But I'm interested. So it's, it's a story. You know, we always like to
1: share a little bit of our little hometown when we're
0: home in Las Vegas. Yeah. We always like to share a little bit of what's going on here. So there's some news for you to see. There has been some backlash here locally. Uh, if, if you want to learn a little something about it. something
1: that is popular and that's down and around the same particular sort of area is the sphere. The
0: sphere, man, it is on fire, man. Dude. It opened up last week. All, people all the videos finally, from the YouTube people stuff, finally saw the fantastic. images, man. It, it is amazing. I actually get my first look inside the sphere this Friday night. So, man, that's in about awesome. 48 hours from now. Uh, my family and I will be going to. Now we're not going to see U2. Right. The U2 tickets were the first thing to open, but they were like the cheapest you could get in was like 500 a piece. I, I actually do like U2. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. I, I grew up with them. My wife and my kid they don't really know that much about U2, so I was like, hold on, man, 1,500 plus fees to a band that they don't really necessarily even know any of the songs. I'm yeah. like, that's a lot. So we're going to see uh, what's called. Uh, I think it's called the Sphere Experience and. Postcard from Earth, or it's Postcard got some. From Earth, it's got yeah. some. Yeah, they've changed the name of it like three or yeah. four times.
1: Kind of like the sphere itself. it used to be the MSG Sphere. Now yep. it's the Sphere. It's it's the sphere. Yeah, sphere. it was
0: all kind of stuff. And so then it's
1: like not the Sphere, just
0: just Sphere. sphere. <laughs> so I'm I'm actually getting my first look inside of it uh, this Friday night for that. So that's what we'll be going to do. So I'm actually I'm actually pretty. Excited. I've been stoked. I've been excited ever since I got to see that Cosm experience up in Utah. Yeah. Um, this is on an even grander yeah, scale. Yeah, I mean, crazy. The Cosm thing wasn't even the full Cosm. It was was just like their showroom, more yeah. or less. It was like an example of it. This is like, I'm sure you've seen the images, like 18,000 people in it, which is yeah. insane. So I'm super excited. About it. And I thought it was super cool to hear Dana White after Dana White's contender series last night. Because yeah. I saw, I asked him about it. I had seen the Sports uh, Business Journal article. But in the SPJ article, it didn't even have a direct quote. It was just like, Uh, a representative of Danny White confirmed the UFC would be interested and I was like, okay, well that's a very relaxed confirmation, like what building in Las Vegas are they not going to say like, yeah, we'd be interested in having a show there, so I got to ask him about it last night and obviously, you know, he was like, oh, we're going to do this and I want to do uh, Mexican Independence Day, and um, dude, I'm I haven't even seen the inside of it yet, other than the social media clips and stuff, and yeah. I can't wait to see that. Well, and
1: that just made me think. Like when I looked at the layout of how that currently is, where it's like the band, it's very minimalist. They had the lights that sort of shine down there, so they're not going to be able to put some crazy rig like they normally do, because then it's going to uh, interfere, you know, mess up with the 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 screen. It's all about the screen. And I think there's a lot of interesting things that they're going to be able to do using the screen should they choose to to put on event. I'm really interested to see how the sound is. Supposedly there's speakers everywhere and the sound mm-hmm. sounds great. All the videos of YouTube made them not sound very good, but I just chalked that up to it was phone videos. But it made me think of, um, remember when they did shows at Pearl of the Palms? Yep. So they backed the octagon up against the stage. So you kind of had like a flat background, even though they did have a little bit of stage where they did put some risers up on that. But it's in a sense, it's not, it wasn't like a current arena where you had the seating completely all the way around. It's almost right. like you took the octagon and butted up against the back. That's how I thought it would look for this particular situation where, you know, if they keep the stage where it is and they just build the octagon up right there, then they'll have the screen immediately behind it and then they could do a lot of crazy yep. stuff with that.
0: I think this will have to do it.
1: Yeah, and, but one of the things I did see somewhere was like, you know, I'm not sure if the, the floor seats are the more expensive seats or whatever, but I'm hearing that it's sort of mid-level back a little bit um, where you get a better view of the screen since the screen is such a big thing is the right place instead right. of getting really Trying to get like floor seating that might be an arm and a leg And this one, it's like that's not what you want if it's, if it's playing to the screen. That's exactly
0: right. So, that's kind of an interesting point. So, anybody that's thinking about going to the sphere and, and buying tickets, yeah. that's what we've heard is the initial feedback. And I'm actually, so I got tickets late to this thing. It's the, we're going to the very, I was like, if we're going, let's go the first night. We're going yeah. the first night, the first showing. Um, but by then, all the good tickets, you know, were sold out. So, we got the cheap seats. So, we're like up in the nosebleeds, but whatever. But it's all nosebleeds. It's all nosebleeds, yeah. And they actually said it's really steep and like kind of yeah. gives you some vertigo so we'll yeah, see I about saw that the,
1: do you see some of the ones where they had like uh the the plastic um or the big glass like plastic thing so like if somebody was to roll down the stairs <laughs> that hopefully you they, that, they, that you would hit that that plastic instead of like flip up and over oh, or something funny. but, but well, i'm but glad somebody thought of that that's like- smart
0: <laughs> but yeah we were hearing that like uh if, if you're on the 100 level which is like kind of the, the which we would consider like something. the lower bowl vip yeah. Yes, you're close. If you're watching you 2 or another band or something's going to be there, like yeah, you're going to be able to see that really well. But as you just said, because there's like overhanging of like the other sections, you miss a huge point of the yeah. whole thing itself. So, yeah. um, and so- it's
1: all used that's yeah. the that's the crazy cool thing about it. it's like it's not like they're just that forward portion like that the, every bit of that screen is used all the yeah. way up I mean, it was it was funny when you saw that one clip that I remember seeing where it looked like the ceiling was falling the optical down illusion. you see i remember seeing a couple people that were filming that were like whoa you know they kind of almost like fell back a yeah. little bit you know because it looked so close and i mean that's kind of the level you, i think if i was going that's where i'd want to be yep. where you know, you almost feel bad for the, the band because you're you're so enthralled by the screen. But ultimately, that's what it's all about. You know, and that's why I think if it's a fight that's going to be there, it'll be a, bit, a little bit better. Whereas, like, a YouTube, they did artistic sort of stuff. Right. They did really trippy shit that was just absolutely mind-blowing. This, they I can imagine them seeing, you know, definitely views of the fighters. But just imagine the face-off. Like, you know, oh, open, yeah. like, the tail of the tape shit oh, being absolutely ginormous. It, it's going to be Incredible. I don't see why they can then at that point since to say it's gonna be a fight night if it was like noche, it's free, might as well put some of that shit on the outside, you know, like why not just broadcast it to all of Vegas, like certain portions. It would be the most mind boggling it would just be Crazy, I think Vegas would lose their Super shit. You cool. know,
0: you know, it's it's funny you say that you're you're dead right. That's exactly what they should Because even like at Allegiant Stadium, they put like video on they the outside, the and that doesn't have a. I mean, that has a massive board, right. but not like the sphere.
1: Nothing like the sphere. But it's like if it's not going to be behind a paywall. Yeah, well just put it, it out there. It. I just agree. Show it.
0: You know it's funny because uh, the Francis Ngannou Tyson Fury thing they had an they had an ad on the sphere already so you Did know they, they were yeah so like Francis put out like man we're the first fight on the sphere which is true factually true but it wasn't like you know there's been some visual that have just been like blowing you away like stuff, this was yeah. just like it just seemed like you took like what was meant to be a TV ad yeah and just wrapped it wrapped on it the, on it. the sphere so it didn't just it didn't just blow you away you know what I yeah. mean but. It's cool man, you know, we've been hearing about this 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 venue for a couple years now. Like, I said a 2 plus billion dollar venue crazy. and and you just weren't sure how it was going to deliver. And I would, to be to be honest, even I was very um pessimistic I guess about the opportunity because people when it was being built, people right away were like, "Dude, what if they do a fight there?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but are they going to do a fight there? Like that seems like a weird building to do a fight yeah. in." But man, hearing Dana talk about it last night, it seems like they're all in. And, and I didn't even think about it and it makes sense. The partners that help build it are Madison Square Garden, who, I mean, they've combined to do multi-million dollar uh, events together. You know, obviously we're going back to Madison Square Garden in November. I mean, so it's like – Check all the boxes like a futuristic yep. venue that you can do something the world's never seen. Yep, a venue partner that you already know how to work with, and yep. everything's gonna be there. And and I mean, I I just I, I'm excited about it. I think yeah. I think it's gonna be some some next level stuff. And
1: and you got to think too with like T-Mobile and say some of the other big arenas say if they want to use MBM Garden Grand Garden Arena, there's gonna be a lot more competition possibly for that particular date. I know Dana wants to just go out of the buck and say, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that date yep. regardless how about if they're going to a venue that most of those places like a basketball game or a concert well now a concert could actually sneak yep. you know sweep in there but it gives them another opportunity to use a building that wasn't into the rotation in the first place, you know. So that it it's makes it a lot easier, you know, you to know, have an extra property.
0: When you think about it, even though the venue wasn't even open yet, and this is what it's always funny when you go back and listen to old interviews and you listen up because you got to remember the the plane that those guys are operating on is on a much yeah. higher level than ours of awareness. Yeah. But you think about it, you know, a couple weeks back, you know, Dana was like, "Oh, I'm starting to take Mexican Independence Day," and everybody was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Like Canelo moved this time, but yeah. what if Canelo goes? You know, what if Canelo's back next year and he wants T-Mobile Arena? He's just like, yeah, eh, I'll go somewhere else. And in our head, we're thinking MGM yeah. Mandalay. Like he would yeah. go. There. And in my head, I was like, well, he could go there could go either because one of those. those are the, first of all, they've done fights there. Yep. Those are MGM properties, so yep. it's still part of the big deal. But the whole time, I bet even back then, even though the venue was no, but he was like, we're gonna see what this sphere looks like, and it's that's probably where we'll end up.
1: I, I mean, in terms of product, outside of like what we saw you two do. Um, it's built for something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, they're so graphic heavy when it comes to some of the shit they lay on the show. And then if it's just a matter of displaying the action in a large screen, there's going to be no bad seats when you talk to that screen. There's... It's going to be incredible. I mean, it be... I could. Why watch the the action down there? If you got that crazy screen, it's gonna like be, it's going to be larger than life, I, and they can do some crazy shit. I can't
0: wait to report back after I see it this weekend. I'm super excited. Um, I will say, I did read an interview by the guy that's like. I guess he's like the technical director or something for U2. He's he's managed like all their tours since the '80s. Like he's helped create like all the stadium shows that they've done and all. You know, they've had some pretty elaborate setups and stuff yeah. over the year. When you think about U2, um, and he said. I don't see anybody coming to the Sphere that's not a residency because it takes to make a show that, like you said, like that's really using the Sphere. You know what I mean? That's not just like, ah, well, we put a show on. You know what I mean? But to use all of its capabilities, he's like, it takes a lot, like a lot of planning, and and to do it as a one-off is almost impossible. But I guess for the UFC, even if it's one night a year. It's not really a one-off because, you know, they maybe it's only one or two shows they do a year. But if they're doing it one or two a year, it's not really a one-off. And they can keep those design elements and all those yeah. production elements and learn.
1: That's the biggest thing. And, you know, I keep going back to the lighting. You know, like the lighting, you know, like when you say like a residency, you, you get your spots. Like mm-hmm. there were significant – there were set spots where the, the singers and the performers knew where their lighting was going to be. I'm sure the lights there have some motorized lights that move. But the lighting that we see that, that was in that video, that's not efficient. That's not enough to put on a fight. Right. So then they're going to either have to figure out some way to build some sort of apparatus or, you know, implement more lights. But then at some point you start interfering with the actual screen. But the, in a sense, you know, there's nothing that says, well, hey, you, you know, we see the screen right now currently wrapped to this, the floor level of the stage well, let's just raise it 20 feet to accommodate for a lighting rig or whatever or something, but then it kind of defeats the purpose. So it would be interesting to see how they would do it, you know, um, because there is some technical sort of stuff that would, yeah. that's a little bit different. But, man, um, that screen would be f- just fantastic. It would be so bizarre to see action and blood and cuts Uh, in 18k or whatever you just know
0: yeah you just know that they'd have like you know they would use it quote unquote like a jumbotron or whatever you know what I mean like you would you would have a replay of it but I don't and people may not understand how massive this is like it's too big to just have the fight there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you would have big screens, and you'd
1: probably have multiple big screens yeah. within that screen,
0: but then you'd have some... Data
1: information off to the side. There you go. Data. Coaches cams or some <sighs> shit. You know, like, there's so, so much screen. Social
0: media feed, yeah. artwork. Like, uh, it's it'll be... It'll be crazy. That would be nuts. It'll be nuts, man. If they can pull that off by next September, man, that would be pretty crazy. So I will definitely report back to you guys on, on how this thing goes. Uh, I guess uh, I'll, I'll maybe drop a, a couple first little hints on it on uh, Saturday night on the and a half episode for everybody that supports us over at patreon.com slash the MA Roadshow because we will be doing an and a half episode, uh, and I will be doing this on Friday night. So we've got the weigh-ins Friday morning um, and, and then the sphere Friday night probably time to point out that uh if you want to join in on a live weigh-in stream uh, certainly mma junkie a fine opportunity <laughs> i will not say that you shouldn't be watching mma junkie i mean cold coffee does a a, a high resolution 4k i mean you, you know it's not quite the sphere but it's pretty it's a pretty <laughs> yeah, damn it's good not the sphere. it's a pretty good, damn good feat and Cole coffee man he's an excellent videographer so he's actually like turning and rotating and (laughs) and giving you all the angles. Now, if you want to do a different experience, it's an alternate feed. (laughs) It's it's an alternate feed. Um, It's a lockdown DSLR camera, pretty stationary. But But there's going to be audio. But there's audio commentary. That's where I get to join in. That's where (laughs) I will get to talk about it. So two options there for you. We'll just put them out on the table. Where where can somebody find that? Not competing at all, by the way. Just options. But, yes, that will be on the MMA Roadshow.com. YouTube channel, go check that out at the at YouTube.com/slash at the MMA Roadshow, or you can just go to the MMA Roadshow.com and we'll have the player embedded right there for you to check out. Because you see, this is a new era. Some of you have been through. A, a, a new era already, <laughs> but now we're through a newer era. <laughs> a, newer. a newer era, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, my time with Mixed arts dot com and the underground has come to an end. Uh, I will again say thank you to those guys over there. Uh, talked about it a little bit last week, but uh, officially done uh, with my time there. There were they're working on some uh, other business opportunities that I'm not really at liberty to discuss on t- on t- in terms of their future. Um, but bottom line is, I did not fit into those. Uh, those opportunities, but it worked out as a great opportunity for me. The timing worked out perfect um, because it's going to allow me to do some things coming up this fall that you'll be hearing about really, really soon. Uh, An increased role with CFSC, which is, uh, which is fun, which is something I've been working to for a long time. And some other opportunities on the table as well, uh, as well, I should say that I would love to announce, but of course um, they are not my details to announce. So I can't do that this time. But in the meantime, if you've never been to the MMA road show, YouTube channel, Go check it out, uh, because I'm gonna start putting my interviews there as well. That's that's gonna be the home for my information. Is you know, it used to just be kind of a repository for the, for podcast, the podcast, and really yeah. it was an audio version. But we put it on YouTube just so we had it there as well. Mm-hmm. But now you're gonna be getting uh, some of my exclusive interviews over there. Look at that, uh, you know, it's 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 growing. You know what I mean? And, and this is something that's that's ours. And so uh, yeah. Anyway, just something to look So Friday morning, if you've enjoyed uh, the live weigh-in shows that we did over at the Underground that we did at MixedMartialArts.com, thank you. Appreciate everybody that's supporting us. It'll have a real familiar feel to it, but now it'll just have a new location. So I look forward to seeing you all on Friday morning, bright and early, for the official weigh-ins for UFC Fight Night 229. Dawson versus Green. We just got done with the media day. We'll talk about that a little bit in just a moment. I guess I'll just ask you, uh, this past weekend, a rare non-UFC weekend did have some uh, mixed martial arts action, of course. You had the PFL that was over in Europe that was a little bit frustrating for everybody, I know, because you know it wasn't, uh, it wasn't streaming or airing live in the United States. I know everybody still that wanted to watch it found a way to watch it, but um, I know it was a little bit frustrating. Again, I'll just throw it out there now. Trust me, the people at the PFL... They wanted it to be seen over here. I still don't know the exact reason it couldn't be seen, but I guarantee you it's not just because nobody thought people might want to see it, especially with the high-level, uh, you know, free agents that were debuting there on the card. But uh, it ended up being an entertaining event, and then, of course, you also had uh, one Fight Night 14 as well, where you had a a, a real, and I, I think a lot more people did take this in. Man, of course, yeah. you saw uh, the retirement of Angela Lee. Uh, emotional stuff there, which means that Stamp Fairtex not only won the interim title, but it was actually promoted to uh, full champion status, which means she's now won in three different uh, disciplines for them, which is pretty amazing. Uh, Smilla Sundell, who, the, the teenager, she is just... Unbelievable. That was a good fight. She's a beast. She is vicious for being a teenager. She's so young.
1: Yeah, she's what, 18 now? 19? 19.
0: Yeah. Unbelievable. And of course, Danielle Kelly, uh, who who I've been a fan of watching her come up. Obviously, she she came up through three professional grabs. She was tested, but she got the win and a title there as well. Uh, Jean Xu was in action. John Lineker was in action. I thought it was a really, really fun, entertaining card all the way around. So. Um, I don't know. Any comments? that you could soak anything in? It was a, you know, again, it was. I think a lot of people probably tried to unplug a little bit just because it was a weekend. You know, after 17 straight UFC events, yeah. but there was still some combat sports if you wanted yeah. to watch it.
1: I did. T- I did take a back seat for the most part, but I did turn them on. I did turn them on and I kind of messed off on the side. In fact, I was messing around with the the Roadshow website nice. and kind of doing that stuff. But um, yeah, I did watch it. I thought one knocked it out of the park. I thought it was really, really good fights. I did watch that. It was weird. I knew I was watching it, but I. I don't know if the Linderker fight – did that end quick or did that go to a decision? I feel like I was like, did I miss D- the Linderker fight?
0: Decision one, her. Yeah. So
1: um, I, that's the only fight I was like, what happened with the Linderker one? So I must have been caught up in some moment or something online messing around. But, yeah, I thought it was great. I thought, the, the like you said, the Sundell fight was fantastic. I thought the the uh, the Fairtex fight was awesome. Um, I did watch um, – we did get a, a stream address to watch the um, – the PFL one. So I did watch that, that kind of that, that main event, you know, was building up and it was just kind of over, over really quickly. It started. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was, I mean, you know, good on him. I mean, it was a great, it was a great finish, but man, it was just like, watch it over and over. It was like, where did he really hurt him? You know, cause you, you see him catch the leg and then it just, that, 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 both the, the the two hooks Just hit him so quick Man And was yeah. just like Okay I see You know uh, But yeah it was really good But you, man you, you got to see a little
0: bit Of who Cedric Dube is not, not that you really Especially got to see Especially what
1: the fans Thought of him Well that's like, what I was going to say You, you didn't really him.
0: necessarily Get to see who he is As a fighter Yeah But you got to see who he is As an entertainer You know obviously yeah. You know carrying the mattress in And I mean just oh, And yeah. you got to see Like you said The sold out event man Like yeah. how what a, what a superstar he is in, yeah. in, in in Paris So Yeah he's
1: got a lot of potential He's got a lot of potential To, to, to be a definitely a uh, international name that I think a lot more people will pay attention to for he, sure.
0: He does, man. So uh, definitely a name worth watching. I know. Uh, I think Anthony Pettis was saying, "Hey, why don't we do it instead yeah. of Dumba?" It was like, "Let's go at it." So, um, some big things coming up uh, for it's the, tough. you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Let's Ooh. get in some deep waters right away. Let's yeah. get in some deep waters right away. Um, we'll see what the future is. You know, will they be able to figure out how to get the final PFL Europe card on the air or not? I don't know. We'll certainly be talking to PFL brass about that over the coming months. Of course, their finals are going to be uh, Thanksgiving weekend in Washington D.C uh so you know big big times for the pfl and again uh, i want to say another big event for for one um they've got another one coming up this week they're on amazon prime video again so i mean back-to-back weeks on amazon prime video first time they've had that uh i think that's benefits for the company and we've did, always said
1: that that product is just oh, good like yep. the, the stream is solid I, I didn't have any issues i thought it, i mean well one they put on a good production but i mean like I have no issues ever. It's so easy to find it and to, get to go in there. I mean, who doesn't have Amazon, you know, Vid Prime Video loaded on your Roku, your Amazon or some sort of streaming thing? It's easy to find. So yeah, I mean, it's just it's just crazy that more people aren't using that particular uh, platform because it's just they're so well done. I don't know if it's just a matter of money that maybe they can't make things work. I would, I would think more organizations would try to get on that platform.
0: So, you know, what's funny is I saw, I want to say the last time I turned in, or maybe it was this one, I can't remember. But I saw that they had a BKFC listing on there too. I haven't seen any advertising whatsoever that BKFC is yeah, on no, Amazon Prime. Yeah, no, because
1: there was a BKFC Prime. was weirdly on some like freebie or some yeah. other and weird. Maybe that's shit maybe the other that's what. It, maybe this
0: was just a one-off or whatever. But yeah. you're all right, man. It's it's such a great distribution platform. So, um, we'll see. I will say I wasn't a big fan of Shatri's comments about taking shots at how like their fighter. It was weird because he is right. It's actually what we've said, right? But I, I feel like it's an unfair comparison, like they do have the absolute best strikers in the world because they have Muay Thai and kickboxing, right? But they had the absolute best strikers in the world that don't have to grapple. And then they have the absolute best grapplers in the world that don't have to strike because they're doing submission grappling. Yeah. So to say, like, hey, man, you look at, like, a UFC or a Bellator compared to our roster, like, we got the better roster. It's like, well, yes, in a way, but those are all mixed martial artists that have to do both disciplines. You know what I mean? Right. I, I guess – Look, shatri obviously has always been known. To, I mean, he 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 finds a way to make the organization like when yep. he says like, "Hey, there's seven billion potential viewers." Like That's that true. is factually accurate. There are seven billion potential viewers. Probably not seven billion watching yeah. but, but 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 I get what you're saying so it's you know promoters promote you know I'm I'm not always one of these ones that holds people to too much um, you know some ah it why does he say this like remember what his job is he's supposed to be promoting his brand um, but I did think that was a little bit of it was a it was a fair comparison it was a fair statement but it was also an unfair comparison because you're you're comparing strike it's like It'd be like a boxing promoter saying that, like, have you seen the level of boxing in the UFC? Like, we clearly have the best boxers on the planet. Like, well, yeah, you you do because you're promoting boxing. So, anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. I was like, yeah, it's factually correct," but come on, man, let's let's settle down a little yeah. bit. But I, again, I'm a fan of the product. I'm a fan of. I mean, I'm a fan of all of it. But all right, listen, we're back to work this week as well. Uh, Bellator 300 is down in San Diego. Uh, big card for them. We know now, not the final Bellator card. A lot of people were saying, um, you know, thought it might be the final Bellator card. Uh, they did come out with that graphic that said like this ends here, and I think it was supposed to mean. The, the, the rivalry, the rivalry. Yeah, between uh, between Cyborg and Zaganu, not the organization ends here. Um, we're still trying to figure out everything that's going on. Of course, Ryan Bader gets withdrawn from the card because Linton Vassell had to withdraw, so that, that fight's not happening. And then he puts a statement out like, oh, they're folding in October. For, for I had interviewed Ryan Bader a couple days before. For what it's worth, he did tell me like, I don't really know what's going on. Now, in an interview that's on record in front of a camera, is he, especially if he's about to fight, is he necessarily going to say, like, I know exactly what's going on. They're shutting down in October. This is yeah. our last fight. Probably not, so I'm not trying to hold Bader to that. I still – I mean, I, look, I've seen all the tweets. I've seen all the reports. We've talked about this. I, I'm just going to tell you, I haven't heard this thing evolve much further from all the people that I've talked to, which is everybody believes the PFL Bellator thing is going to happen. Nobody knows exactly when it's going to happen. Nobody knows exactly how it's going to operate, although I have heard um, that Bellator will continue to operate for at least some time due to some contractual obligations. As Bellator. As Bellator, right. And then – but who knows. Um, So, I don't know. Bellator 300, uh, I will say this, and and we've talked about it for a couple weeks, but I'll just say it one more time. You know, you look at 300, you look at 301, it's a lot of fights on both the cards. And it feels a lot to me (laughs) like – clearing let's, contracts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like let's get these contracts done, yeah. you know, maybe they don't want to absorb, maybe the new organization doesn't want to absorb all these yeah. contracts, so let's get rid or of they'd them a couple. Or they have to pay
1: them out as as part of a deal of a buyout or something.
0: So I could see if that's the case and you were negotiating a buyout, wouldn't you be like, "Hey, I don't want all your guys. You think maybe you can beef up a little bit on these last yeah. two and burn through a couple or a couple of those. The more expensive ones. Again, that's all <laughs> speculation. We don't know that for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you know what? It could be even a simple situation of, look, we don't actually know what's going to happen for a couple. Maybe it's, a simple, maybe it's something as simple as this. Like, look, we're going to take you over, but we don't intend to operate any more Bellator events until 2024, yeah. at which point they go, well, look, we've got a whole bunch of contracts that would fall into default if we don't give them any fights. Yeah. Um, these are the fights. What do you think? Well, let's make sure the contracts don't default. Let's get these fights. I mean, there's, there's a lot of like – these are the little things that when people talk about – how the deals are coming together that I think sometimes get overlooked and what you're not thinking about. So it's little things like this that don't necessarily signify for sure something's happening. They don't signify for sure something's not happening. But when you think about logistically what would cause that – I think those are the ideas. Either A, we don't want to absorb all these contracts, or B, maybe we will absorb all these contracts, but we can't allow them to go into default in the meantime, and we kind of want to finish our season and finish all – I mean, I could very easily say PFL say, yes, we got the deal done, but look, we've got a $6 million final coming up in November. We don't really want to operate another Bellator event right now because that's a huge cost on our plate. You know, Let us figure out the synergies. You know what happens when two companies come together. Hey, we don't need your production team. We've got our own production team. Hey, wait a minute. We don't need – this many camera guys. We've got some you know what I mean? So it's like This many hey,
1: marketing people, this many lawyers, this many who knows. Let's put you know, yeah. give
0: us a few months to figure out what we're gonna do. We're gonna yep. put Bell on hold. We'll resume in January. Again, this is just me thinking logistically through the business. I don't know either yep. way, but uh yeah, that's just kind of some thoughts I had about that. Any I know we're not making the trip down to San Diego, so we're not really covering um you know the Bellator card so much, but you do have uh, Cyborgs and Gano in there. Um, yeah. You know you, you do have uh, Nurmagomedov in there versus Primus, which is good. Karmusch and McFarlane, which I'm a little worried that might turn into a bit of a sparring match, but we're gonna find out. Um, I don't know any any anything standing out to you, or just thoughts overall about Bellator 300, the uh, the historic. Well, that's I mean, it,
1: it certainly had a lot more um, oomph to it when it, there was quite that possibility that it was going to be the last one. You know, I didn't, you know, I wasn't sad that I wasn't going to be there, but it was definitely something I was going to watch. I am interested about that Cyborg fight. Um, I think that's going to be a tough, tough fight. I'm interested in the Carmouche fight. Um, I think that's going to be a good one. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's interesting, but I mean, it, I had a lot more, I'm I, you know, not to say I had more care you know but i did have more interest when i thought it was going to be the last one because then it's like okay you don't want to not pay attention to the the, the last one right but, right but now it's just like okay well if it's just going to be business as is you know sort of um i'll just key into those main ones but yeah i'm interested i'm definitely interested to see cyborg how she's going to look in there um it amazes me that she's still not that she's still fighting at a high level because she was just so much she was so Leaps and bounds ahead of people for so long, that now the the competition it's better for her now because she's not yeah. quite the same, but but she's still such a beast, man. Um, but no, it should be interesting to see that one. But yeah, no, I think it's a good card, um, but. Um, I am bummed that Bader and, and uh, Vassal is not there anymore. Uh, I don't. Who did, I think I picked Linton on that one? Yeah. Because I think a lot of the staff went to Bader. That was one I was trying to catch up. I'm I'm close to the top. I'm just trying to trying to find those little fights, and I think that was one of the ones that I could I could have leaned um, towards Linton on that one.
0: It's so funny what you say about Cyborg, right? Because I struggle sometimes going back and forth about who the women's goat is, right? Because yeah. I kind of just say Amanda Nunes because. They're probably the two best, and they fought, and yeah. Amanda Nunes won, right? Yeah. And I don't really have a problem saying that, but I also don't have a problem with people that come back at me and say, "Nah, that was one night. Yeah. Yes, they went together, but it was—it wasn't even a minute." You know what I mean, and, and and if you if you look at their bodies that work together, I still go cyborg, um, and I think probably a lot of people do go Nunes, um, especially the more recent fans. Yeah. But you said it, man, and and I think the other criticism is like, well, look at who, look at who cyborg's fighting right now. You know what I mean? She's she's getting Arlene a couple of times. You know, she's getting the you know who who you know what is up. But dude, when you go back to like that 2008, 2009, 2010 era. Uh, Chris Cyborg, you said it, man. She was just leaps and bounds above everybody else, man. When you talk about, um, you know, beating Carano and beating Kunin and, I mean, just, I don't know, man. That's it. I mean, the longevity. I mean, like,
1: for that right there alone, I mean, like, people like Amanda, who is obviously we saw her beat her, I mean, she wasn't even a thing when Cyborg was out there just destroying these, yep. these girls. So, I mean, and then we said back in the, I mean, remember back in the day, I, I brought up, you know, everybody always says the greatest of all time. You know, I said there's the greatest of a time. Yeah, And Cyborg's been that for a long time. She's been that person multiple, it feels like multiple eras where Cyborg was just that one that, you know, um, was the, was just a, the the beast beating everybody and a Nunez is going to go down as one of those as well. There was a time when Nunez was destroying every bear, but everybody, we saw her get beat as well. But are you going to try to say that Pena is the fucking goat? No. True. You know, but like Juliana Pena is a badass. but like in terms of what she's done and who she's been able to beat and just the overall reign doesn't of that, feel, that full body. That, yeah, that's it. Can't. I mean, it's just not the same, but you know, you can't take that away that she beat the one that most people consider the goat, you it's know. True. So it's like, if you do the MMA math, you know, if you can't, if you want to, if you're willing to say a Nunes is better than Cyborg because be, Nunes beat Cyborg, then you have to say the Pena then is, is she the lin, lineal champ? She's she's the one now, you right. know. So it's like, no, it's not the same. Um, and you can't you can't disregard what Cyborg has done for so long. And when I think when people think back to you know women's MMA when it actually people started paying attention to it. Cyborg's been the one that's been destroying the, the the pioneers of that for so long, you know. But um, yeah, so it's it's, a, it's just it's a credit to her that she's still out there doing it at such a high level. I feel like we've been watching her for fifty fucking years. Go out here and just destroy um, people. So it'll be interesting. Um, there will be a time when it's gone, and uh, and it, it might not be that far away. You know, no. but I feel like we've been saying that for a, for a while long time.
0: Now. <laughs> you know. Uh... It's yeah. crazy. Uh, to soak it in while you can. I, I, I hate that they're going head-to-head because it's going to be tough to soak in both. Um, dude, Usman Nurmagomedov, have you looked at the odds of him over Brent Primus? I mean, clearly he was going to be the favorite
1: coming in. What is it, like more than 1,000?
0: Dude, I, I've seen anywhere from minus 1,500 to minus 2,000.
1: Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, it's Primus not crazy. Primus is a dog.
0: Primus is a dog. He is. He's but, tough as nails. But most people have that kind of yeah. respect for Usman. So. Yeah. Um, and then well, I
1: mean, Primus has had some injuries. He's had some things. I think that you know, um, just that Houston's not had that. He's not had that wear and tear on his body. You mm-hmm. know, he hasn't had that stuff break down like that. So, um, anytime I see somebody like that, what Primus went through, I remember that fight. Who was that? I can't remember who he went. Who it was against? Where was like his ankle or knee or whatever was like. It
0: was Chan- uh, Chandler. Chandler yeah. wasn't it?
1: Yeah, where it was just like, I can't believe this guy's still in there. But that's the kind of shit they're like. Does anybody ever fully recover from that? You know, like that's got to be in there somewhere, you know. So, um, that'd be interesting. But yeah, Primus is a dog, man. He's tough as nails. But, um, yeah, to, to hear somebody putting him above, uh, plus 2,000 or something, that's just crazy. That's man. That's uh, just crazy. That's like what. Yeah, that's just crazy. They either know something <laughs> to do that sort of odds. Like, they're, they're either, either assuming high. that he's injury prone or that he's going in with something because that's just any that's just Any MMA crazy. fight, like anybody yeah.
0: can slip on a banana peel, man. It's it's crazy. Uh, and, by the way, Carmouche is a pretty significant favorite over Lee Millet McFarlane. Not surprising there. Um, I, again, I am a little bit worried about this one. Like, they've always talked about it. Like, they're friends and training partners, but they've always kind of said they want to – they want to do this. Like, yeah. I guess just as a as a way, you know, hey, we've done it in the gym. Why not go get paid for it? Why not put on a show? Yeah. But you always just wonder about that. Like, when it comes time to punch a friend in the face yeah. for real, not for, you know, the training session, can you do it? You yeah. know, when it comes time to – so we'll, well see. Well, at least with
1: those two, I mean, it's like they're going to get you down the ground. It's going to be like ground and pound. And even right. though some that thing, I could see Carmoosh just – being super heavy and just dominating and smothering her. And you could smother somebody without having to really viciously mm-hmm. beat somebody down. You can. And I could see that sort of happening. But also, ultimately, too, I could see both of them doing some grappling game and still punching each other. It's, it's when you see them want to stand and bang and throw down that you see, like, okay, how far are we really going to go with this? When it's it's woman woman and woman, I'm standing my ground. You're gonna stand your ground, and we're just gonna throw and see who gets knocked the fuck out first. Like that's different. There's a level of savagery you can't take out of that. Like right. you need that in there. Whereas I feel like if they get to the ground and it's, it becomes more of a grappling and a jiu-jitsu match, with some ground and pound in there, I think they can control it and keep it uh, less savage in a sense where it's like I can beat my buddy, but I don't have to hurt my buddy. If you stand and make it a a, a striking match you're going in there with the intent to hurt yeah. and knock out your opponent, you know, so I could definitely – and that plays to their style, you know, and that's it's not right. like they would be switching up and you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe Carl no, Mousha is going to the heavy. ground and wrestling. Like, yeah. that's that's their style. So uh, it, should, it should be good. But, yeah, I mean, but they're also – I mean, they're not going to go out there and, uh, you know – Make make fools of themselves by pulling you know holding too much back because I mean they don't want to do that I mean that doesn't do, give either one of them credibility and I think they honor they would honor each other by going out there and actually give their all but I still think it's going to be pretty grappling ground heavy I think uh,
0: it will be yeah I think it will be all right you and I will both be at USC Fight Night 229 we just got done with the media day um, not. Um, a hugely anticipated big fight night. You know, there's only two ranked athletes on the entire card, and one of them is actually Karolina Kovacavich, who who recently returned to the rankings at number 15. So she didn't even have a result kind of to get her in there. It was just that um, there were some fighters that came out of the rankings. Uh, And then you have Grant Dawson at number 10. So, you know, not anything that's going to impact the rankings significantly, but I will say some fights that – I'm still inter, you know, interested in and entertained by, and maybe got even more interested in a little bit from the media day to today. So if, if you want to check out, uh, you know, some of those interviews, of course they'll be up across all the various platforms. I sent out a couple little highlight tweets, but um, Bobby Green, of course, anytime Bobby Green fights, we're interested in that, and, and he came in, um, and and did what he always does, man. He, you know, he came in and and uh, kind of, you know, put on a show in the pre-fight interview and 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 basically. Kind of laid the challenge to Grant Dawson. Like, hey, man, you know, I I, I know that my job here is to make a boring fighter (laughs) exciting, you know, because I know this is not what fans want to see. And I'm hoping that Grant will engage in that. And then he actually sent a message directly to him and was like, hey, man, I saw the promo where you were talking about, you know, what you're going to do and this and that. He's like, keep that same energy when it happens. Meanwhile, Grant Dawson came in and Grant, being the buttoned up professional that he is, is like, and and it it was like, I'm not taking the bait. He's like, You know, Bobby's a nice guy. I know what Bobby's doing. I know what he's trying to do here. I like Bobby. He's a nice guy. I'm not buying into that. And then shared a story where, like, when he was a kid, he reached out to Bobby Green on social media to talk to him about Bully Beatdown, and Bobby Green actually hit him back. I'd never heard that before. I'm sure he's told that story before, but I'd never heard that. I'd never heard it before. Yeah, so that's a great story. Um. Look, man, I'm a, I'm a Bobby Green homer. There's no question about it. Stylistically, this is a tough matchup. But I will say, yeah. I've always said, I think Bobby Green's defensive wrestling is better than people give him credit for. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think that's what's helped him to stay on his feet and put on some of those entertaining, striking matches that we have. I still think Grant Dawson is probably a cut above in terms of that. You know, if it goes later, does 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 Grant Dawson? He said – I got tired in one fight, and everybody says I get tired all the time now. I don't. um, But it it is still maybe a question mark. So um, this feels like a fight that Grant Dawson should win, but it's not a fight, and there's not a fight alive that I would count Bobby Green out of. But it's not a fight that I do count him out of, and I think there is a case be made for why he at least um, deserves to be in this fight.
1: Yeah. I'm sad to say I did pick Dawson in this one because I I, I love Bobby Green. But I mean, the the main thing, and Bobby has a good way of doing it. He's kind of got that 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 Nate Diaz factor where he is able to draw people into his fight, and I think that bodes well for him if he can make Dawson want to make this a striking match, give him that that thought like, no, nah, bro, let's keep let's keep it standing, let's 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 stand and bang, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm gonna do some stuff. Because yeah, if he starts uh, stopping a couple takedowns, the fight's gonna stay standing, and if he can lure him into that, I think that bodes well for Bobby because Bobby's got great power, he's got great head movement. Um, it just depends, you know. If, if Bobby, uh, but Bobby doesn't mind going down to the ground as well, so it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. I'm, I'm torn and was like definitely sad to like not do the the pick the green one, but I feel like I pick him all the time, and I'm right. just like, let me try to let me just go with my 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 head instead of my heart on this particular one. I think Dawson's got, I think he's just got more tools, and I think I feel like he's just riding the wave, and he's got a great fucking record. What is he, like he's only got one UFC loss, I think, going into this one. Yep. It's tough, it's tough to discount that, but man, Bobby's always got a chance. Bobby's always got a chance. He's got, he's got a way of making those fights just go to his way and his pace. And if he's able to do that, that bodes well for him. We'll it does. See. It we'll does. See. He's got power, man.
0: Joe Pfeiffer, Abdul Razak, Al-Hassan in the co-main event. I kind of hate this fight as well because I like both these guys. Abdul Razak, Al-Hassan, I've been a fan of from the first time he got in here. I've also, from a compassion side, uh, have felt awful about the human story that he had to deal with and and, and everything that he went through. Meanwhile, Joe Pfeiffer, uh, you know, came through CFFC. I've commentated fights with him. Um, obviously, he's a fun fighter to watch.
1: Proud American.
0: Uh, proud American, yes, he <laughs> is. Uh they had, they both had some really good media experience. It was funny because yeah. we saw them run into each other in the hallway right outside the media, and I'm like, "Oh, this is not going to go good." And they actually looked like they were kind of exchanging pleasantries Smiling, a little bit. Yeah, I was like, shook hands or whatever. All right, yeah. all right, that was good. So then, but then I thought they both had great media sessions today. Um, Abdul Razak Al Hassan, uh, you know, talked about the fact that look, he is more mature now, and unless he bring up the name Joaquin Buckley, in which case he yep. just immediately snaps into the fact that you know I don't like that guy. Um, but you know, he, he, he's look, I'm, I'm, I'm maturing now. I understand that. Yes, I have to be intense, but I don't have to be intense all week. I don't have to try to argue with you in the hall. I got to wait until Saturday night to turn that on. And then I turn it on. And even then I can't be as intense as I used to be. I got to be a little bit more patient. I got to approach it in a little more measured manner. And I think that's smart. Um, Meanwhile, Joe Piper, boy, you know, he got into it too, man. He started going off and saying,
1: Uh, I don't think I've ever seen him like that before. Fired
0: up, man. Absolutely fired up. Just saying, uh, you know, how, you know, he understands that there's some maybe. Animosity that comes along with the fact that he got that attention from Dana White early on. You know, yeah. as Tony Ferguson would say, maybe he got a little bit of Dana White privilege, right? Yeah. And and uh, he's like, you know, I don't feel hate from other fighters, but I feel animosity. Like, they're like, hey, you don't deserve to be that. You know, they kind of call him like B. Joe Pfeiffer, like kind of mockingly or whatever. Um, and he was like, F you, I deserve to be here. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm supposed to be here. And, and um, I don't know. It was, I thought it was interesting because he was definitely kind of shooing away the haters, but also saying like, man, that's the of mindset you have to have here yeah. like what are you doing if you don't believe in yourself and, and you don't at your core think that you know you're better than everybody else here and I believe I am so um I don't know he was fired up if, if, if you want to see a fired up Joe Piper definitely go check out uh those videos for today
1: yeah and then past I feel like he's always been very not reserved but he's been very choice selective in the way that his emotions have came out and mm-hmm. these other you know post fight and pre-fight interviews this one I felt he was very very you know much more honest and open and bare and confident. I think maybe, and that's part of, the whole embracing the thing. Is he, he's confident in his thought patterns and, and you know what he was saying. He wasn't didn't feel like he needed to go up there and just. I don't want to upset anybody. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to like ruffle any feathers. He don't went care. out there and said what he wanted to say, you know. And I, I love that, you know. And we've said that we've talked about it in the past too. Like you go watch sporting fans in other countries and everybody embraces their fighters. And he's like, I don't understand why people here are always shitting on the American, like the American yeah. fighters. Yep. Like we're your fighters. Like why are you not like repping us? Like, I'm gonna come out with the flag, you know. So I hope he, I hope he gets a pop. I was looking at the sort of the the YouTube chat as he was going on, and that message was resonating with people, you know? Yeah. So, um, it's weird because sometimes it usually resonates with just the loudmouths that just want to. I'm like, well, why aren't you guys out there cheering if you just want to be a loudmouth, but you're like, you see something online, they're like, yeah, brother, I'm with you. But when they get in the room, I'm like, where are you at? Where are you guys at? Why aren't you there cheering or whatever? Um, but yeah, I liked his confidence. Uh, he was saying the right things. It was, I really enjoyed, uh, hearing him today but man and he's a big boy man he's huge he's fucking huge, he's huge. Yep. like I mean Hassan he's he's strong he's he's jacked I mean but man um Pfeiffer just big man Joe Piper could be a light
0: heavyweight easily he's a big
1: dude easily easily yep. And he, I mean one day he will I mean because he, he still looks like he's growing into his frame you know so but if he makes the cut he makes the cut easy man boy stay at this weight man that's it's a Really, really good, but yeah, I'm I'm very, very excited for that fight. Should I mean, be fireworks. Somebody, that's that, Somebody's gonna get finished. Yeah,
0: and, and 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 Abdul, like bless him, as long as he yeah. said like, oh, I, I realize I gotta be patient. As soon as the firefight starts, like he's yeah. He, he's yeah, that's just in his nature. And I
1: definitely didn't feel like you know it was brought up of whether you know because he talks a lot about Buckley. I mean, like the guy does not like Buckley. He wants to just straight slap him anytime he sees him. I don't think he's overlooking anything about it, you know, because it was sort of brought to. uh Asked Joe Like do you think He's overlooking you Because right. he's so caught up on, on Joaquin Buckley I don't think that's the case I don't either I think it's just this is There's just hate That is between these guys And they just happen To be in the same thing And obviously The UFC knows What they're doing Because they keep Having these guys Orbit around each other constantly whether it's the same fight week or right around there like they're always by each other they understand like the heat is there and then i i think also they realize that at any moment if a fight falls out maybe we can make these guys somehow fight (laughs) they might have to do some weight cutting and do some you know shifting around but um i love it i love the heat that they do but i do not think he's overlooking Piper because he's pissed off at buckley being there i think that's just those dudes just do not. It's just, uh, what is it, oil and vinegar or something like these dudes? Oil and they, water. Oil and, water, oil they, and
0: vinegar go good together. Oil and water, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're so right. They don't. Uh, but, you know, you, you mentioned Buckley. But, I, I, you know, I'll tell you what, and 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 I'm sure that that's going to be um, a little bit polarizing where some people are going to hate what he says and some people love what he says. But I thought what he said today was very fair about the fact that he's just tired of the other fighters that don't promote. Like, guys, yeah we're in business together. Like, even though we're going to try to embarrass each other and we're trying to knock each other's blocks off and whatever, he's like, we're in business together. And he's like, you've got to want people to tune in and watch you fight. And he said, look, I think some of it stems from the fact that guys don't truly believe in the sales. So they don't want to put themselves out there too much. And I'll be honest with you. I, I can't argue with that. Now, granted, it is – this This sport is a mental, psychological torture chamber. You know what I mean? And so it's
1: i to be 80%. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. And that's why I've always said, like, you know, if you say that you don't like a fighter because they're cocky, I'm like, bro, you kind of have to be cocky. You yeah. have to be almost delusional at how good you are to do this. And so, but I think what he's saying is true, that, like, the more you put yourself out there, the more that just brings hate. If you lose, so it's just easier to just kind of, eh, let me ride in the background. Yeah. But – if you're trying to maximize and you're trying to get the most amount of eyeballs and the most amount of discussion, you got to go out there and you got to sell the fight. And he's saying, "Look, I need people to help sell the fight with me." He's like, "I wanted to promote this fight with Alex Morono." Now, look, we've known Alex Morono for a yeah. long time. he's it's not going to happen. He's the nicest dude ever. Not gonna <laughs> he's not a trash talker. Uh, he's not a big social media skit guy or whatever. Yeah. you know what I mean. That's just not who he is. So that's that's a tough matchup. And and I guess that's another thing too is you. If it's just not in you, it's just not in you. You yeah. can't you be You have fake. to have a dance partner for it. You do have to have it.
1: But I did like the fact that he did say, you know, I'm up here. I'm going to talk all this stuff. He's like, but if I lose and if I don't put on a great performance, I'm going to be back here apologizing yep. for it, you know. So, I mean, he's saying all the right things, which is it's 100%, you know, what we would want anybody. If you're going to go out and talk a good game, and you if you have to eat crow at the end of the night and back backstep a little bit, do it. But don't not do the, 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 the work at the beginning, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I'm welcome, man. I'm telling you, man. For the, the, this kid, I mean, he's coming in, man. He, but he's he's got his head on straight when it comes to what he needs to do. And part of that is why the UFC is embracing him and pushing him for it because he's doing 100%. the right things, you know. So 100%. there's a lot to be learned. I mean, we've seen we've seen some of the old dogs look at it and, and say that I like, you know. And but it usually comes in trainings that they're like, I can always learn something from these new kids. Some of the new kids coming in don't have the fear and the restraint that uh, I think a lot of the old timers thought. That they didn't want to do because they didn't want to be this big, braggadocious person. I want to be humble. I just want to go and let my performance speak. Then, as the days change and years, you know, you got people. Then you had the whole school of I got to talk a lot of crazy trash of madness, you know, to get the get the fights. Now I think they're sort of tempering it down. Some of the new breed are, are able to sort of talk it but back it up, but also be able to kind of backtrace a little bit, you know. So. The, I'm telling you, there's a lot to learn for like from what kids like Joe are doing. I mean, they're doing the right thing, so mm-hmm. it's good shit, man.
0: Love it. Rick Glenn, Drew Jober. Uh, sh- Ricky Glenn. Ricky Glenn. Ricky Bobby Glenn. It should be a good one. Uh, Alexander Hernandez, Bill Algeo, uh two contrasting personalities, yeah. uh, but I think should be fun. I think stylistically that'll be a fun fight. Uh, and for
1: those that wondered, his dick is working fine, by the way. Yes,
0: he was asked that, and he did <laughs> confirm that everything is working properly. Uh, and then we did speak to Felipe Lenz and Ian Kutalaba as well. Uh, which, by the way, I mean that was just kind of a highlight for me. Was Elon came in there uh, dressed in the suit, yeah, like clean yeah. shaven. Uh, I mean that was a that was a whole different thing. It was it was businessman Ewan Kutalava. So
1: <laughs> I saw on the YouTube chat someone was like, he looks like Connor, like he could be related to Connor, because Connor kind of swelled up a little bit too." I was like, "I see it, I see it, I see." It. But yeah, he looked very very different. But he's always he's always been like a sharp, good looking dude. You know, so he's we've seen him come out there and dressed in more of like. Yeah, yeah, he- he- Gigolo's not the right word, but like in silk <laughs> shirts, like half He's opened up. He's always had up. style. He's always, He's had, style. always had a, this a style. This was the first
0: where he was in, like, the, the three-piece. The three and yeah, then and then exactly, true, And then when you talk about you had the clean shaving on top yeah. of it, it was just like. He
1: still had a little bit of stubble. I don't know if you can seen it Did he a little stubble? Okay. yeah, But it was still like. Well, it, it just wasn't goes to, like to show the, the difference with
0: the nice 4K <laughs> feed, bro. I, ain't got I didn't see the stubble. I just thought my shot was a little grainy, you know what I mean? I couldn't see that. Oh man, they get to see that. All right, listen, um, man. Uh, it was a long media day today, so I don't want to keep it too long because I got to run to my kids' uh, soccer practice here in a little bit. We did get kept a little bit long today. The schedule got a little bit out of place. Somehow these media days just. Tend to be
1: five six hour ordeals.
0: It was it was a long one. Um I right, like I said, weigh ins on Friday. We'll have the and a half for everybody sports over there. Appreciate it. By the way, this is a, this is a new era. This is a new era. So yeah. anything you can do if maybe you've been thinking about leaving a little review or, or, or leaving a little rating wherever you listen to podcasts, you know, and, and you're always like, Yeah, yeah, but what am I gonna do that for? Hey, now more than ever, we would certainly appreciate it. Uh, and, if, of course, if you want to support us at patreon.com slash the M.A. definitely would appreciate that as well. Uh, next week, uh, we'll have to figure something out because next week I will be on the road. So either we do something remote or I'll try to grab somebody. I'm actually going to go down to – I've got a trip to Florida plan. I'm going down to Tampa. Uh, we've got CFFC uh, 126 next week. Uh, and, man, I cannot wait till all the announcements. They Is your boy so going to be there? so close to making announcements. I think he's going to
1: be there. He, Why don't you grab him for a segment?
0: Well, he doesn't come. Oh, but he doesn't come in until later in the week. Yeah, I go a little earlier in the week. He comes in like yeah. last second. He's last got he well, He's
1: got new new
0: stuff going on. I will right, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. If you
1: hit him up early enough and they say, "Hey, why don't you come a day early? Come a day early, bruh. Yeah. so we can just hang. I want to buy you like a coffee and let's let's just record a segment." <laughs> Yeah, I'll see that happening. <laughs> yeah, 100. <100%. laughs>
0: who knows? Who knows? We've talked. We've we talked about doing some stuff before, so we'll see. But yeah, we got a lot of announcements coming up with COFC. I cannot wait till they're all official, uh, and I think everybody will understand it. a little bit more about why uh, I need some more free time <laughs> in my life uh, and, and didn't have time to do this. So uh, I did want to bring attention to something pretty cool I got to do last week um, and, and put it on your uh, radar for everybody because I think it's going to be really cool, especially for hardcore MMA fans. So last Thursday, I and I'm. You know, I don't I think I get to talk about this. I did taping uh, for a documentary series uh, about the Gracie family. It's just a title Gracie. It had been announced before, so that's why I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here. But uh, it's an ESPN Films, uh, so you know it's, it's a pretty big deal. From my understanding, they're looking to make it like a five- or six-part series. Um, probably not going to be released until early 2025. So, I mean, they still got a lot of work. So that's why I'm putting it on your radar now, um, but not saying like, hey, it's coming out immediately, but just remember it because – I'm telling you right now, the the director's name is Chris Fuller, uh, and he handled the interview. And I cannot explain to you how well detailed the interview was that we had together. I probably shot with him for a little over an hour. And, I mean, there were things that he was asking me about that I didn't know about. There were things that he was asking about that I had cl- completely forgotten about, you know, through the the Gracie lore and just the family. I mean... This dude has gone back and researched from the time the Gracie family was over in Scotland, like before they even made their way to Brazil and, and and started down this venture that, you know, eventually came Gracie Jiu-Jitsu and led to the UFC and all those things. So I'm just telling you, just from my segment alone of the interview questions that he was asking, I cannot wait to see this documentary. So um, I definitely want to, uh, to put that on everybody's radar. Again, it's still a ways to come out, but it has been announced by ESPN. Uh, and it's just entitled Gracie. And by the way, the 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 house we shot inside this house that we went over there, and I was like, "What is this place?" and it was actually the final home of Michael Jackson in Las Vegas. He didn't
1: Whoa. he
0: didn't die there. He actually died in Neverland Ranch, uh, but he was he was renting this house in Las Vegas and it has like all this uh it has, it has like Michael Jackson stuff in there, but it also has a whole bunch of Liberace stuff in there that I guess Michael I mean, he was Jackson a huge Liberace He fan. was a huge Liberace fan. Yeah. So he collected like all these artifacts and all these things that, and I guess they decided like I guess he was the final rent. I don't even think he owned the house because he had Neverland Ranch. But I think he rented this. And I think you know, once he passed, and there was all this stuff in there, they decided to Kids make toys it
1: toys and shit like that. I just kidding. Jeez, <laughs> that was just low. Hang- that was low hanging fruit. That was low hanging fruit right there. Don't
0: make another joke off that one. <laughs> anyway this house was incredibly unique the house doesn't factor hugely into it but it was just cool for me to be in there because i'm like what is this like you pull up on the property cool. and, and then got to see the history of, like i was literally just walking around like taking pictures of the stuff that was in yeah. the house so it was pretty neat. cool still there but i wanted to put this on people's radar because dude i'm just telling you from the detail that he was bringing to the interview um i think this story is going to be pretty phenomenal i know he, he had, uh, he's taped with a ton of the Gracies along along was way as well too so um I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see that. The other thing I would have mentioned was, and you probably didn't wake up to do it because you don't have a kid, but my kid actually wanted me to wake up last weekend at 6 a.m. to watch this Toy Story version of the NFL football broadcast. Did you see yeah, this? Yeah, did not. Man, I I don't even know if it was on your radar that they did this, but yeah, it was no. so it was so cool. Now this is going to sound kind of weird, but you know, obviously now AI switching out stuff. Basically, there were trackers on everybody on the field, and they just you know. Converted that tracking information into like a Toy Story version of the game. Like all the characters, it's, it's happening in real life, you know, in live action. Maybe there's like a minor delay because, yeah, because yeah. of the technology, but it's basically live action. Um, and it's a little like Toy Story figurines or whatever, but, um, it was interesting and i heard the the uh, i've seen the ratings numbers for it were off the charts uh, but it was it was super cool because it was very educational about the game like s- simple things like the 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 uh, the first in, you know the first and ten the down marker whatever it was actually like that slinky dog from toy oh, story or yeah. whatever right <laughs> and it'd be stretched out for 10 yards but they'd be explaining like well, well you have four downs and you got to go 10 yards and you gotta, you know what i mean just basic principles that because football you grow up with it and it's like well we all know it but it's like it's a pretty complicated game with yeah. all like the at its core it's simple but uh you know it's it's got all these little details so anyway i just thought it was really neat and then like uh in between instead of commercials they actually had like trivia and they'd have like nfl trivia toy story trivia um you know just kind of keep back and forth anyway I, I thought it was super cool my kid uh, doesn't normally sit down and watch a whole football game he sat down and watched the whole football game wow. uh, and, and was enjoyed by it. And I thought it was neat. And it just it, – my, my initial thing was – and I actually tweeted about it. And I had a bunch of people to say that I was uh, crazy. Uh, but I was like, could you do something similar but like with the UFC video game graphics? And my, ki- my kid actually even told me – he was like, yeah, but those graphics are already so realistic. It's not cartoony enough to make it, like, different. Like, they already look pretty real. Yeah. But it just made me wonder if there's, like, something you could do – with the video game engine to help maybe introduce and educate the sport to a new generation of fans, because that's what it is at the end of the day, right? What's the point of doing a Toy Story broadcast so the kids watch the NFL, yeah. they learn about the NFL, and they become a future, uh, you know, a future consumer of the NFL? And I just wonder if the if the UFC or mixed martial arts, you know, come I mean, obviously the UFC is the only one with a video game that has graphics like that out there. But I just wondered if there's something that could be done to help kind of, you know, educate younger viewers.
1: That's pretty cool. No, I, I did it. not. I did not wake up but early for that.
0: That was cool. And then, by the way, woke up early for that for my son. And then, by the way, that night uh, I was watching the Taylor Swift game, of course, for my wife. So I watched a full day of NFL. Yeah, I was the. It was the uh, the the Toy Story game in the morning. Then the Cowboys played in the afternoon, and then the night game was the Chiefs. So Taylor Swift was there to see Travis Kelsey oh, so or whatever. So they kept her on the screen. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, "What's Watch.
1: the Taylor Swift game?"
0: Yeah, because she's. Dude, yeah. They could. I think they counted they cut it. They cut away to her like seventeen times. Was that
1: the one where she was there? But she was there with all like all those superstars. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was a pretty stellar. Uh, box. Saw, look, I saw a lot. Never mind. Box seats. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure her box is stellar. <laughs> by the way, I mean that's you know. I just, oh, but I this, this thing's gotten off the rails. Ryan we're not Reynolds. even drinking right yeah. now. This thing's Jackman, gotten off the rails. Ryan Reynolds. There were some other uh, some other ones. Well, it was
0: funny. So I saw a lot of people, and again, social media, social media. But I saw a lot of people pushing back. Like, I, I don't. I'm never gonna watch the NFL if they show. I'm mean, like, look. My wife doesn't watch that many full football games. Yeah. She sat down and watched a full football game. So, to me, I, I kind of praise the NFL for just leaning into the moment and being like, dude. That's it.
1: You just got to lean into the moment. Yeah. I mean, it's they'll get over it. But you, you, she's one of the biggest superstars right now. It's like, of course they're going to lean into it. It's something, you know, whatever. But I mean, like, who cares? You have players on the field that were turning around looking to see. If you have players on the field that are like, that's pretty cool. You can settle down, armchair person. My wife – It will be she, over soon. She's she, up on the screen for the – She's not hard to look at. They nah, just hate, just she, hate her. She,
0: uh, my wife got me on social media too, man, because I was not aware of the TikTok phenomenon that was uh, – that guy, that women were setting up their husbands and just being uh, like, oh, man, it's crazy that Taylor Swift really put Travis Kelsey on the map. And I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. And, and I had no idea she was recording me in the background, but uh, Yeah. She, uh, she, that was a trend to see what husbands will say. And, and obviously I didn't get worked up about it because yeah. I'm not that passionate about it. But I was like,
1: uh. I can imagine some dudes got worked she, up oh yeah.
0: about it. I was like, uh, I mean, she's definitely a big superstar. But, like, he's won two Super Bowls and, yeah. like, hosted Saturday Night Live and, like, has a big podcast. I'm like. Tons
1: of commercials. Yeah, I
0: was like, I don't know if I'd say she put him on the map. And he's like, oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's very funny. She, I didn't see it. But she busted me. She put that. And then, uh. The other one, though, was, like, uh, there was another trend that was going around that was asking, like, for women to ask men how often they think about the the Roman Empire and to see what their answer is. Never seen that. Yeah, and just to, I think, but it was just to, like, text. Yeah, again, these are stupid TikTok trends. There's no reason you should yeah. see it. But so she texted me. And was like, she was like, she's like, silly question. Like, how much do you think about the Roman Empire? I was like, uh, not much, you know? She was like, well, I don't know. Like, how much? Like, once a year? Or, you know, how often? I was like... I don't know. He's like, I think maybe you ought to be roaming on these nuts. And she was like, "You're stupid." I'm like, uh, "You ask me a stupid question, yeah. you get a stupid answer."
1: But like, what, what do most people respond back to? I, it? I
0: don't. I have no idea what the thing was. I think. I yeah. think they were shocked to hear like people would be like, "Well, yeah," because I think about all the you know. Like, yeah. No. I was like, I don't know. Maybe when somebody mentions the, the college, I was like, "What's the punch?" Well, line? I know. I think they were just like making fun of people of like how surprised like, it seems like the most random question, and people were like. Well, yeah. Sometimes I think uh, consider what it would be and how this. And I was like, and me, I gave her a D's nuts joke, and I was (laughs) like, so John Morgan's never growing up.
1: Well, makes makes sense. Yeah. These nuts happen. <laughs> all right. We've gone off the rails.
0: I need to get to my kid's soccer practice. Oh, I'm sure he's going to be really proud of me if he hears this one. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Listen, appreciate everybody that has always supported us through all the eras. Appreciate everybody that continues to support me through the new era. Happy to be uh, on it. And uh, appreciate everybody that will join us. Hopefully, we'll see some of you on Friday morning uh, over at the official way in stream. Or, uh, again, there's another, <laughs> another great way in stream. Just saying.
1: There's options. And if you do go to uh, not my stream which it won't look quite as good be sure to su- subscribe mm-hmm. to that channel like right. it you know do like all it that subscribe stuff. It, do all that stuff so share it tell, tell your family and friends to subscribe there's stuff happening on there yeah
0: there's happening more than anything though just thanks
1: for listening